All right, welcome to a super special episode of A Secret to Everybody. Today we have a guest star. It is Josh Taylor from the popular YouTube channel Blimey Cow. You may know them for their famous Messy Monday series. <clears throat> They've had videos such as Seven Lies About Homeschoolers, How to Write a Worship Song in Five Minutes or Less, and Like versus Love. Josh and the Taylors also recently ran a Kickstarter campaign to create a new Blimey Cow podcast. They ended up getting almost 10 times more money than their goal for the project. So because of this, they'll be making a whole new network of podcasts, which I'm quite excited for, as seeing as I'm in the podcast business as well. So today, Josh and I are going to be discussing the new generation of consoles, what we want to see in them, our favorite game systems and series and why, and whatever else comes to our minds. It'll be pretty informal, just like when Mikey G joined us a few weeks ago. So hope you enjoy for something different. But now I'll let Josh take it away and introduce himself for a minute. Hey man, how's it going? Good man, I'm really glad to have you here. Seriously, it's... First time I've ever had someone famous on my show. So. <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, it's great to be on here, man. Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, I just uh, uh, I helped start a, a YouTube channel called Blimey Cow uh, with my brother back in uh, 2005, and uh, it's kind of grown very steadily uh, since then. I guess we've been doing it for like almost eight years now. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's a blast, and we do a video every week. So if you want to check us out, it's uh, blimeycow.com, or if you just want to get right to YouTube, it's youtube.com slash blimeycow. Sweet, sweet. I'll link that in the notes to you guys if you forget that or something. I'll just link that straight for you there. And uh, when I was talking about the network. When does that actually launch, Josh? I, I missed that. Yeah, you know, we keep going back and forth on a date. The reason I, I haven't really even like started flirting with teasing a date on that is because I really don't know. Uh, we're still in the middle of getting Kickstarter rewards to uh, backers. Oh, okay. Um, we've got all the physical stuff done. Uh, but now we are uh, getting, uh, we're, we're doing like a Skype dates uh, with people that pledge for uh, Skype dates, and uh, we're we're recording all the personal recorded uh, thank you right. messages. Uh, so we're still in the middle of that. We'll probably still be doing that for another couple of weeks. Uh, but once uh, we're done with that, then we're really gonna focus in on making sure that, uh, or really kind of figuring out what this thing is gonna be exactly. Uh, because, you know, like, like you were saying, we kind of just launched a very modest Kickstarter, uh, just trying to raise, like, I think it was, uh, $1,700, uh, basically just to see, A, if there was even, uh, interest in us doing a, uh, Kickstarter right. campaign. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, a podcast. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, second, if, if, if people would be, uh, willing to, uh, you know, uh, pledge so that we can make it sound good, uh, because we, you know, you can, you can do a podcast, you know, uh, very cheaply and make it sound pretty good. But, right. you know, we were like, well, you know, we're at this level now where people expect a certain level of professionalism. We'll, we'll try and launch one. So, uh, yeah, it went really well. Like you said, we got a, a lot more than we were expecting. Which um, awesome. and yeah, it's been great. We are really excited. So now we're kind of like, all right, well, uh, what do we do? Because, uh, it was, it was, it, we sold it as this is going to be kind of this just modest, fun podcast, uh, nothing too crazy, but, uh, you know, there was so much support. It was like, well, let's, let's see what kind of ideas we can come up with. So, uh, I think we're going to launch, uh, just with the main podcast, the, uh, quote unquote network. Um, and then we'll kind of slowly start integrating new shows, uh, in, into the fold. We don't want to okay. like burn ourselves out or, uh, you know, too much of a good thing, yeah. Too, yeah, too yeah. much, too much stuff, too quick. Uh, and we, when we're just kind of figuring it out, so I think we're going to kind of try and, to some degree, kind of find our voice a little bit with our first podcast, and then once we kind of get that rolling, then introduce some other stuff. Kelly and I, I want to do a uh, a lost rewatch, uh, club, uh, at some point, uh, before too long after we've started, and uh, we want to launch, um a few others uh podcasts as well i want to do one about board games uh that's that's something there's not a lot of that, that's sweet yeah, the, yeah you know there's there there is like a, a small little niche for a board game podcast but there's n there's not really that much uh out there uh but but the stuff that is out there is pretty good so you know we're gonna try and make it sound uh at least as good as the stuff that's already out there um and uh, yeah, I think we kind of floated the idea of doing some kind of like book club type thing too, but that one's more tentative than the other ones. But we got other ideas okay. too. Uh, so we're really excited. Those are the ones that I'm more like for sure that are going to happen. Right. Uh, but we got other ideas too that, you know, we're not um, ready to announce, hey, we might be doing this because we could decide tomorrow that it's a bad idea and then not do it. And somebody got excited about it and then, you know, they're disappointed right. or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> watch it again. Yeah. Um, that 
I know what you mean because when I first started doing this show, I I I, I told myself I'm gonna do it. I wanted to be mainly about video games, but I wanted to leave some space for like doing like maybe like technology stuff because I'm into like fixing computers and that kind of thing. So far, I haven't done any of that stuff yet, and I don't know if I like I don't know if I want to like broaden out. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's so much material to do on games that I don't know if it's really worth you know maybe or maybe I, maybe I would do something like every other tuesday or something i publish yeah. like quick tips about tech or yeah, something yeah, yeah. That, that, i mean that sounds good to me like do, like splitting it off doing like a little like mini mini cast or something like that where you talk about tech stuff right uh kind of keep everything focused that's kind of what we decided with our with our thing we were going to do one kind of all-encompassing thing and i was like well let if if there's a lot of support and people are willing to listen to us maybe we split it all off and do separate things so you know like right. uh the board game thing is not in within the uh the, the blimey cow podcast it's its own separate thing that's a part of a bigger network uh so that was the idea uh, but yeah i think that's i think that's a great idea but i i mean to answer your original question we we're, we are trying to launch at the end of june it may end up bleeding into july uh we'll just we'll just have to see how the next month or so goes well that's awesome i mean i'm really excited to listen to it and you know i had i had a lot of fun i was following another kickstarter at the time uh, it was a game called shovel knight and i was like enjoying like every couple hours i would click on it and see well that's been going up a lot and the same thing was happening with yours you know it was like thirteen thousand, and like two days later it's at fourteen thousand. like yeah. that's a lot of fun to follow and it was yeah, yeah it was it was a really fun three weeks that it was up it was very cool and very exciting yeah all the comments you get and stuff that's really awesome yeah well uh let's let's jump into the games here um i did mention when we were talking before we started recording here i just bought the new humble bundle and if you guys out there don't know what that is it's basically an indie game kind of it's like an indie game meets charity type deal uh they launch a new one maybe every three or four weeks depending and they do you get a couple of games you pay what you want anywhere from a penny to ten thousand dollars um and then you get a couple of games and if you beat the average price that people are paying you get a couple of extra games and they typically they usually run for about two weeks and they typically add a few more games after you know, about a week into it. So if you pay, if you bought, if you bought it before that, then you get those games for free. And if you bought it after that, you have to beat the average to get them. So uh, the current games, if you pay anything, you get Dear Esther, Capsized, Awesome Knots, Thomas Was Alone, and Little Inferno. And if you beat the average, which right now is four dollars and ninety cents, you'll also get Hotline Miami and Proteus. So have you bought one of those, Josh? Do you game on PC? Uh, you, uh, you know, I I would wish I. Um play it on pc a little bit more than i do um but a lot of it is that i don't have as much time to play games as i used to right, um, right. but i still enjoy them a lot i've not bought any of the humble bundle but i but i have played uh, dear esther on there um and that is game is yeah I, I i've gotten very i have i mean i i i use the term i've played it yeah um yeah very loosely and liberally uh but but i mean i got i got far enough into it to say okay i this is going to be a time investment uh if i really want to like delve into this and uh, uh experience it the way i can tell it was built to be experienced um but i think i picked it up one time it was on steam it was it might have been in the summer when they were just like putting games up really cheap oh yeah they uh, every crazy, day yeah um so i picked it up then and uh I, little inferno is um is is from those guys who made World of World of Goo, if oh, really? I'm not mistaken. I think it is. Okay. I might be wrong, but World of Goo is like one of my favorite games um, ever. Uh, is it really? Because I I used to read Nintendo Power when it was still around, and um, they really recommended World of Goo like over and over and over. And yeah, I, haven't, I haven't. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, no, I was just gonna say, you know, that I I had a Wii at the time, and. Uh, and uh, and I like I enjoyed it all right. You know, we played Wii Sport or whatever. Yeah. Um. But that but World of Goo was like the game where it like clicked in my brain. I was like, this is what this system is supposed to be. Like this, this is what it, it's supposed to be. I, I mean, that it, it reached even farther than just like uh, the Nintendo Wii or whatever. Um. Yeah, it's it on was, a lot of systems now. I think. Yeah, yeah. It was. It really was the moment I said, oh, this is. This is like how games are gonna be. Like this is this is cool. Like they're gonna be these these cheaper kind of indie developers that kind of uh, very small group of people that just build these cool games. And it works so great with Nintendo Wii, you know, with the with the Wiimote uh, and all that. It was perfect. Like I, I I've played it on several platforms since then. I think I, I got it on for Droid, 
Um, and it's it's fun on there, but I just I, I guess it's probably just because I first played it on Nintendo that I just I was like, oh, this is just with the remote is the perfect way to play this game. Maybe but that's yeah, what it is then because I well, bought it. It was great. it was cheap. Like there was Android was doing like a twenty five cent sale for whatever, and that was one of the things on there. Yeah, and I, yeah. Had heard, I had heard so much about it. I figured oh, I'll pick this up. I played the first couple levels. I didn't hate it, but I just I didn't like I've I've heard so many good things about it. That I wasn't yeah. sure. So I mean, maybe I just need to play it with a different mind or something. Yeah, yeah. Y- you should get through the first world and kind of let the game kind of reveal itself to you a little bit. Yeah, I maybe I didn't give enough time. Of, yeah, and I, I have that problem with games too. If they don't, if they don't grab me immediately, it's very hard for me to get into them. Um, but, uh, but I mean, that, but to to me, I, I used to think that was a bad thing. But now I'm to a point where you know I don't really play as much so I you know I really appreciate when a game draws me in immediately right. and I think that's a, that's great from an artistic perspective or or from a developer's perspective that's what they should do you know you play games like uh what did I what did I play recently that's I don't the next know. topic so yeah that's that's well, good yeah yeah most most any like adventure game where you know the first like 20 to 30 minutes are spent like walking you through how to play the game and, right. and by then you're bored and then the first hour is just spent like showing you the ropes of like okay this is where this is and you're just like i'm already bored like is this is the game gonna get any better than this Mm -hmm. um so uh yeah but uh this is all assuming that little inferno is from the same people who made world of this somebody could be listening to this and and say i this is this entire conversation is based on a false premise yeah well if it's not you know (laughs) apparently they're both good games so yeah no i i I really want to play it uh but yeah humble bundle is a a great idea i really like when i saw it i was like oh this is so genius especially the idea of paying a little bit uh paying more than the average and getting extra stuff that's such a a great model and i'm I'm glad that uh indie games are uh kind of starting to embrace that yeah Uh, the way that uh, the music industry, I mean, the, the the independent branch of the music industry uh, is starting to um, uh, embrace the idea of giving away music as a means of uh, getting the getting the new artist out there. Um, right. You know, because it's a lot easier to uh, say, you know, say, hey, this new game that you've never heard of from a developer you've never heard of is fifteen dollars want to want to buy it and you're like well i mean i would like to play it i'm not going to pay fifteen dollars for it when i could yeah. spend fifteen dollars to get half of a game from a big publisher that i do know about you know what i mean yeah um, or a third of the price they're expensive now but yeah. uh yeah but uh but you know just to say hey you know uh you can just pay a little bit and uh, get something uh cheap that's awesome and that's why i really want to i really want to build my own pc at some point and uh because i really just i i like the pc markets for uh independent games uh i think it's i think it's really cool the kind of stuff and i really want to play thomas was alone as well i i feel like i might have i feel like i might have downloaded from steam one time when it was cheap but i but maybe not um I, I got a few games over the summer and I haven't played them. Yeah, that's how I am too. Because like with this, the the ones that caught my eye were Hotline Miami and Thomas was alone. Because I had two different people tell me about those two, so I yeah. figure you know they're both ten dollars. So I, I mean I I paid five dollars to beat the average, and you get all those games. That's so those awesome. are the, those are the two that I want. So I figure you know I have all those other ones if I ever need to play something. You know I've never heard of them, but they sound good. So you know. And that, that's the thing too with the indie games. Like that's a really good way to get them out there. And it's you know they kind of do the thing where everyone wants the Steam key, so you have to pay a dollar to get that. And so that's a way to you know guarantee that they're getting a little at least a little bit of money in. And also when you buy it, you can split it up and say I want this much to go to charity, this much to the developers, and you can give the humble the humble team a tip if you'd like to. That's really neat. So, that's, yeah, that's really cool. I like that model. Yeah, I like it too. I think it works well, and apparently it does because they talk about all the money they raise for charity, and it's you know it's 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 up there. So. It's, I think it benefits everyone. So yeah, that, that's fantastic. So you said we've been playing a little bit here. Um, I've been playing Far Cry Three. Have you heard anything about that game? Uh, I've heard of it. I've never played any of the Far Cry games. I know I haven't played any of them, except I mean this is my first one I've played. Uh, the other shows on the network, uh, the Start Select podcast, was talking about Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, which is a new downloadable game. Uh, it's basically an 80s view of the future and so everything is you know like red scan lines and like cheesy one-liners and stuff like that and they were talking about that game and i thought this sounds kind of cool but i've never actually played the original far cry 3 and so i went to check it out and it looked pretty cool so i picked it up it's 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 cool it's like an open world type game it's made by yeah. ubisoft the same people that make assassin's creed right um so it's you know it's the same it it's, it starts off quick like you don't have to worry about a bunch of tutorials and stuff it's you're a kid that goes on 
like spring break or something with a bunch of his friends to an island and they go skydiving and get caught by pirates that want to sell them into slavery and stuff like that. So um, you event you break out at the beginning and then you're free to roam the island. And it's cool because at the beginning you can't carry very much money or ammo or you can only carry one weapon. And then if you go around, you can like if, when you kill um, animals, you can take their skins and then you can use that to craft bigger loot sacks you can hold more stuff and you can use you can cut down uh plants and craft medicine and stuff like that so you can heal so it's a pretty cool game because it i wouldn't call it an rpg so it's, mm. it's not as like intense as like fallout or something but it's a really yeah. good game i've been enjoying it that's cool i i i feel like i saw mixed reviews when it came out but i i didn't know enough about it to even really think about it i guess because uh, i like i said i've not played the other ones uh, or anything like that but that's that's cool that's pretty neat yeah, it's one of the first games I bought on my PlayStation in a while because this was my first year of college and I've been playing. I, 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 I was never much of a... I wouldn't call myself a PC gamer. I, I have my PlayStation 3 controllers that I bring with me to school and I can you, you can connect them and use this program that'll uh, let you play games with the PlayStation controller. Oh, are you serious? So, yeah, it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, because I can't... like I have never really played games with like a keyboard and mouse now if it's like a right. game it's okay. like a not like a not like an intense one like super meat boy but if it's like a small game it's okay but yeah like a shooter yeah. i cannot for the life of me play a shooter yeah with a i don't know why it's just if i if i if i force myself i'd be able to but so yeah so i, I use that to play games like i've played super meat boy and retro city rampage and some other stuff with the controller but i do prefer to play on my playstation but that's cool yeah yeah, I enjoy that. You'll have to, you'll have to, you'll have to send me a link to whatever. Program yeah, you're talking it, it's about. not too hard to set up. You basically just plug it in, and then like it'll install some drivers, so you can. Okay. And then like it's once you do that, I mean it's it's almost too good to be true when you play it. I feel so, like I tried uh, to do that one time, and I I couldn't get it figured out. But yeah, you'll you'll have to show me. Yeah, and if you want to too, you can even have it like emulate keystrokes. So you can like if you wanted to, I mean I have no idea why you would. You could control your computer with it, like you could tell it, you know, when I press the R one button, I want you to right click. When I press the L1 button, I want you to left click, and then you could make the, the the control sticks move the mouse, you know, if you wanted to, which I don't know why you would, but that's awesome. It's sweet, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I guess someone invents it somewhere. I don't know, but it works. Yeah. Like a, it works like a dream. So, okay, let's move on here. Big topic. So we've seen a little bit about both of the new systems, the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four kind of sounds funny not the xbox original it's called the xbox one right so would you consider yourself an xbox or a playstation guy uh i've got both uh 360 and uh ps3 uh but i i only picked up the ps3 relatively recently uh, because I, I traded in a bunch of cds and stuff and i happen to have enough credit to pick it up at at this used music game store so i just was like, well, what the heck? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I really like it. Um, yeah, I, I I still use the Xbox more, but like I I like PlayStation more. Like I I, I like the idea of it. And I uh, going into this next console uh, generation, I um I definitely didn't have high hopes for either of them. I mean, I'm not I'm not like I'm not one of those people that you know uh, is like a bandwagon fan of one or the other. I just, right. Whichever, whichever one is going to like, um, uh, help out, uh, not help out. What's the word? Uh, make it easier for the independent developers to kind of get their stuff out there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on board with that system. So, uh, but I really didn't have high hopes for either. Cause everything I had heard was that everything was just going to be a big mess. And I guess it's been a while now since the PS4 announcement, uh, yeah, so, that happened yeah, in like late February. I believe, yeah, you have yeah. to forgive me if I forget details on it, but uh, oh, okay. I, I I watched I was watching the announcement, kind of just like sitting there ready to like make fun of stuff, and I mm-hmm. there was there was very little to make fun of. I was actually really surprised by how much of it I liked and I was pumped about. And I mean, I know it was it was all kinds of just trying to. Uh, oh, are you still there? I am. Yeah. Oh, oh, oops. Sorry about that. What? Man, okay. I'm sorry about that. I got, I was getting another Skype call. Oh. Uh, anyways, um, but yeah, they, they did some, uh, fan service for, uh, guys who like indie games like Braid and that kind of thing by yeah. having Jonathan Blow come out, that was awesome. uh, yeah, which was, which, which was great. Like I, I was pumped about that. I, I understood why they did it. And, you know, it was just kind of like, Hey, come on, indie people come be with us. We, we've got your, your the indie game God here. Right. He's, I mean, he's one of the we flagship were, guys. For yeah. Them, definitely. We, yeah. We, yeah, exactly. They're like, we were told by the young interns that 
this guy is popular, so we brought, you know, just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was like, you know, whatever. I appreciate that they're making the effort, uh, and I and what I've heard, uh, and I don't know very much about it, but I've heard that they are going to have a, a a good uh, a shop for a uh, for indie developers if they want to get their stuff out there without having to go through a publisher and all that. I think that's great and fantastic, yeah. and uh, it looks like Xbox is a. Uh, not gonna do that kind of thing uh and if that's the case that's that's gonna be a shame for them going forward uh but uh they'll probably make up for it with the by, by way of the fact that they're trying to integrate everything i don't really know i don't really i i wasn't much of a fan of anything xbox said at their presentation i don't understand why they're trying to make everything like all in one with like right. the tv guide thing also when tv yeah tv's not going to be around in like five to six years so it's like why are you presenting that like that's your i don't i don't know man like i don't i like i don't follow it enough like the new generation of stuff yeah to, to I, like I, to like understand like all of the ins and outs and all the details but like I, I i follow it enough to understand that it's like completely it just sounds like microsoft is kind of like just like missing the point um a little bit uh, whereas PlayStation was definitely doing more fan service to to gamers, but you know, it's like it's like what Nintendo tried, which was you know let's let's appeal to all the casual people, um, and I guess that worked for them for a while, but now they're paying for it. So right. uh, and so it's it'll be interesting to see if my if the same thing happens with Microsoft. You know, they're touting they're going to have a lot of exclusives, uh, which is some, great if, yeah, if they're some any good. Care about more than others, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it really just, I think, th I think they'll be fine. Like, I think it'll, I think it'll make money and stuff. Like, I don't think they're going to, they're going to be like in trouble the way that Nintendo is in trouble. No, I wouldn't um, say that. Yeah. But, um, but you know, uh, we'll see. Like, I, I think at least in terms of games going forward, um, Nintendo, I mean, I'm scared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sony has, uh, Sony has the edge going into the next, uh, but I, I, I you know, I, I think that's kind of just a popular opinion right now as well. That's not just, you know, my opinion. That's, I feel like that's what a lot of people are suggesting is probably the case. Um, and that's not even, you know, I mean, not to keep jumping all over the place, but that's not even getting into all the, you know, the quote unquote privacy concerns that Microsoft, uh, is going to need to address at some point. If, with if all with they, the connect and everything like that, you know, it, 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 there's something about it, man. It's weird. Like it's the yeah. idea that it's always on and it's just strange. It's, yeah. It, well, it, I, I heard about that. Like with the new Xbox, the, the new connect that's going to be, has like better frame rate and stuff where you can even say something like Xbox turn on and it'll turn itself. Like if it's off, yeah, which means yeah. it's going to have to be it's, monitoring what you're yeah, saying. It's, yeah. It's, it's always on. Like it's just, it's kind of a, it's just kind of a weird, interesting thing. And it's like, well, in, in 20 to 30 years, are we all going to look back and laugh that we thought this was scary? Or yeah. are we going to look back and say, man, do you remember when Microsoft tried to have an always on camera? Yeah, I mean, it could go either way. It, it could go either way. I, I have a feeling it's probably going to end up being the former where it's just like, oh, yeah, the screens always monitor you. Yeah, we thought that was bad. Yeah, now we have them in bathrooms. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We'll make sure that nobody does anything wrong. You know, yeah. it's nice of Microsoft to protect us from our, I don't you know, whatever. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I wasn't super pumped about Microsoft. I don't really, I don't. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of goes back to the whole PC thing too. I just I like the idea of just having an open format, an open mm -hmm. platform where you know if somebody wants to put out a game, they put it out. If people buy it, they buy it. If not, hey man, free market. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you put out a good product, people are gonna buy it. So, uh, and it looks like Microsoft is is is, and I, from what I've read, the limited amount that I have read about it, it, it seems like, um, it seems like. This has been kind of the case for the past uh, for the past console generation. Uh, I haven't watched all of that indie game movie, that uh, but it's really good. Yeah, uh, but uh, but that the, the little bit I watched that was the impression I got that Microsoft hasn't been the best when it comes to the little guy that's you know trying to get a game out there. Uh, you got to go through these big studios, but um, yeah. I but did I guess mention that too. Uh, from what, I follow a lot of indie developers on Twitter, and one of them who, Retro City Rampage, which is one of the first indie games I played, um, the developer's name is Brian Provinciano, and he tweets a lot about his experiences with the whole thing, because his game, it was originally only going to be on WiiWare and PC, 
And so, after a while, he announced it was going to be coming to Xbox Live Arcade, and then after a while, he announced it was going to be coming to PlayStation 3 and PS Vita when that was out. The game took a long time to be developed, if you can't figure that out. It took, yeah. it took a long time, but anyway, yeah. he tweets... I mean, he, I don't think he's, he hates Microsoft, but he tweets fairly regularly. He talks about how, how much easier it was to work with Sony than Microsoft. And yeah. I think the same thing about, like, an indie game, the movie you were talking about. He's not in yep. that, but Phil Fish, the guy that made uh, the game Fez... Yeah. There was that whole, I, I don't know everything about it, but there was that whole upset where, like, he wanted to publish an update to the game that was, like, deleting people's, sa- like, people's save files were being deleted for whatever, for some random reason, and he wanted to publish an update that would fix that, and, like, Microsoft charges you a certain amount of money for every update, he didn't yeah, have money, it was a whole big mess, right, it sounds like Microsoft's man. more strict on it, you know what I mean, so it seems yeah. like to me... Uh, basically everything you said is what I was going to say about the systems, I mean, it seems to me like PlayStation here is trying to be more of the gamers console and xbox is trying to do what they want to do kind of and just push forward yeah i mean i i have a playstation that's what i have had i've never had an xbox i don't hate xbox i mean i would call myself a playstation guy but i'm not like i, I wouldn't say i'm a fanboy for it you know what i mean i want to compare both of them fairly sure but i mean the other thing is too. think about when we were talking about the, like, the, the tv and all that with the xbox it's almost kind of like when a program like, uh, I don't know, like something like iTunes maybe starts to get bloated, you know what I mean? Because it introduces, hey, now you can do this with iTunes. Yeah, hey, absolutely. now you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. Now it's like, all I want to do is buy and sync music. Yeah. <laughs> I got to worry about being able to like, you know, yeah. send videos to my friends in Cuba. It's like, so it's like when, it, when stuff gets really, you know, it tries to do everything, it doesn't do the thing that it was meant to do. Yeah, just, absolutely. Right, you know, yeah, absolutely. so. You just, you kind of get the impression, and I mean, obviously we're, we're talking about huge corporations here, so you right. know, take it all with a grain of salt. But it appears, at least, that Sony would like us to think that they're more bottom-up uh, when it comes to uh, how they approach the kind of content that, that's going to be available and how you're going to get that content and how easy it's going to be for people to publish on it. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft is definitely, they just like, they don't even care. Like, they don't care. They're just like, we're going we, to be the one. And so they're very top-down, just like, you know, I mean, well, if... You know, if a publisher wants to, I mean, if a if a developer wants to publish an update, well, they have to pay for that update. You know what I mean? It's, it's mm, right. you know, it's bandwidth ain't Batman. free. You know what I mean? Like that's how they they. But whereas I feel like a different a different, uh, a different um, platform would would say, you know what, we want to have the best possible content on our system, so we need to be as friendly to developers as we can. Mm-hmm. So if there's a problem with the game, maybe we should make it. Uh, where they can update their game for free because uh, that way the 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 uh, gamer is having a good experience. The developer wants to create more content for our uh, our our platform, which is going to bring us more revenue. Right. Uh, you know. So, but but then but the problem is is that Microsoft is so huge, kind of like what you're saying. They're so big. They, like I feel like they are of this mindset that they're too big to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, they and they just whatever well, game system they make is just going to be the end all. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like, we're all we're going to do everything. Yeah. You know, so part of me, the horrible part of me, hopes that Microsoft, like like Xbox One, crashes and burns. Like that would be awesome. And and to a degree, honestly, it, I I would I would be kind of pumped even if like PS4 kind of cra- I would be pumped if the whole thing crashed and burned, and everything kind of ended up even if it's not Ouya or uh, something or, or it, it's something like Ouya. Um, where where it's just look, we're gonna build a system. You can root it. You can do whatever you want with it. We're gonna put games on it. They're gonna be cheap. Uh, we're gonna work hand in hand with developers, and we're gonna create. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna work with these up and coming guys, not these huge massive studios that are basically basically creating movies. Uh, that you play through, right? Um, Which is yeah, I mean that makes sense. There's a lot of games that are like that now. Yeah, you know, so so I don't know if it'll ever, if that'll ever happen. If it's gonna happen, it, it, or, and if it is gonna happen, if it happens this console cycle, but there's definitely coming a time. Uh, and when the system is is different, you know, because I mean mm-hmm. we you've already seen with the uh, advent of uh, mobile gaming. Right, and uh, you that's know been, how that's much been changing a lot too. Yeah, how much that has just changed kind of the landscape of everything, and the fact that they're so cheap, um, you know. So it's kind of this like, oh well, I I I don't play those mobile games. I play the serious games on the big console, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, you're talking about how like on my phone I'll play. Uh, what's it, Angry Birds or you know whatever is Something, the yeah, cool game right now yeah. versus you're playing. You know what? Just just some random adventure game where you you go from point A to point B, mm-hmm. and then you watch a cutscene, and then you go from point B to point C, and oh, another cutscene. You know, right. what I mean, it's like yeah. okay, so why is why is yours more legitimate 
than mine. You know, so it, it, it's just going to end up being this happy. It's going to have to be some kind of some, some kind of balance where because I feel like right now you have this this really like dumbed down kind of mobile market where a lot of the games are really dumb. And then oh, yeah. you have this the the uh, console market that all the games are so bloated and so ridiculous. And it's it's like this thing where they're popular because there's nothing else like where's the mean, medium. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, so when there's a game, you know, a game that comes along like a, like a portal, uh, or something like that, people are going to get really excited about it. Cause like, Hey, wow. For once something different, definitely. something different. You're telling me a story and I feel like I'm accomplishing something when I'm done with it. Not just like I played through a movie and it's fun. It's fun to play and it's completely different. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Portal 2 in the first portal portal two was worlds ahead, but it was, I mean, the both games are amazing. I mean, you're yeah. right. That's, that's a really good example of shaking it up and that was something that wasn't expected and it turned out to be great yeah absolutely and i and and, and you know valve is obviously a, a huge developer right. i mean they've got a lot of employees uh and they, they're a big company uh but at the same time they develop steam so they know uh you know they uh, or they work with steam i don't know exactly what that relationship is i'm pretty sure they came up with steam i thought they met i'm pretty sure they own it yeah okay i'm yeah i'm yeah yes anyways um but uh, but you know, so they they have that beat on uh, the market. That you know, they they know they know what people are excited about playing, and they they create innovative content. Um, and I and I feel like they're one of the only like big developers that's doing that. You know, right? They know what gamers want because that yeah, they, they yeah. Make, the whole green light thing. I, I I've praised that before on, on another episode. That's genius because it's like. You know, let them let the people pick what they want, and when, if people submit stupid, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, games, we, we, they don't get through. But if it's a really good game, has a lot of support from the community, we'll yeah, put it on our system. I, I really like that system. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, the, that, and that goes back to you know Microsoft and even Sony to a degree. Um, you know, just all these kind of the big console publishers. Um, you know, they're gonna be they're gonna be a lot more. Uh, just, all right, well, this game, we're going to develop this game over the next few years. It's going to cost this much and we need it to make this much money. And that's the bottom line. And that's how it works. Whereas valve, um, and you know, steam and, uh, and, 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 and indie developers and, and publishers and that kind of thing, uh, they're going to be more like, okay, we, we need to, uh, we need to create a relationship here. Like we're, we're actually going to create a relationship with the people that we're, we're, we are, um, that we're, 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 we're making games for, right. uh, and you know, so if you, you know, you go on steam, you, you feel like it, even if you're just stopping by, like I'll get on steam, you know, and just check stuff out. I feel like, oh, you yeah, know what, too. this is obviously a huge thing, but it feels very intimate and very personal when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm looking at this, uh, service, uh, and, and when I'm purchasing stuff, I feel like I'm in on something. I feel like I'm like in on some kind of secret. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. get like really cheap games and you're like, man, why doesn't everybody use this thing? Yeah. Uh, so it I feels think like I can compare that. Sorry. I, I, I think that, that really makes sense. Compare something, for example, like buying DLC for a big time game versus what, like what I just did with the humble bundle. Like it's almost a joy for me to say here, here's $5. Yeah, absolutely. Games, as opposed to like you almost like grudgingly like okay, I'll buy the map pack and it's like fifteen dollars. Exactly. Yeah, I know exactly. what you mean. When you're on Steam, it's almost like it's a joy to pay this money for this independently made game as opposed yeah. to handing over even more money to EA or Activision. You know what I mean? And again, not yeah. the, I don't hate map packs. I mean, I've talked about them before. I'm not saying they're evil. It's just I know what you mean with that. Like kind of like it feels like an exchange with a human person instead of just feeding money into a yeah, corporation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. uh. Yeah, and like you know, like I was like I was saying, like the system is gonna have to, it's gonna have to collapse at some point. Like that, that's hard to see now because of like just how huge the video game market is, like the the current industry, the current landscape. But like just on a whole, like it's it, somehow it's gonna have to collapse. It's too big, um, it's too bloated, and it's it, it uh, and it's just like it's too ridiculous. Like it. Every game looks exactly the same, you know. Yeah. But then you think that they've been making the same ridiculous movie for every summer for the past like twenty or thirty years, you know, and they people still go to see it. So it's like, well, maybe maybe it won't collapse. But um, but I think we're finally, thankfully, getting to a point. Um, and I think games have been able to do this a little bit longer than movies, uh, just to kind of keep that uh, compare and contrast going. But um. Where it's finally viable that you can go online and you can say, "Hey, I, you know, I, I have this idea, or I have this game that I've built, and 
I really believe in it, but I can't get it out there without your help. Uh, so either they go to crowdfunding or they just set up their own website with their own broadband space or whatever, and they just say, hey, um, are you, would you be willing to support this project? Um, and I'll send you the game. You know, I love the model that uh, Slender used uh, to, to get uh, support out for support, their game yeah. where they, you know, basically just put out the 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 one level uh, whatever it's called I think it's just, I guess it's slender and the second game is called the arrival I uh, haven't played that game so yeah dude it's uh we we tried to uh not to get too off topic but we tried to shoot like a reaction video of oh, yeah playing that but uh it, it, it the game is definitely a lot longer it it didn't really work co- very concisely for a video but yeah it wasn't like too like quick enough to be like yeah exactly it would yeah, yeah. work better with the original slender. Yeah. Uh, but it kind of became, a, it was funny. We, we like, we, we recorded him for like 45 minutes doing it. He was just in the dark alone with like the headphones aren't really loud. And, uh, and, uh, I came downstairs. I was like, you know what? Just forget it. You, I haven't heard you scream yet. I don't think this is going to be very funny. Yeah. And he just looked at me and he was like, I never want to play this game ever again. And he was, and I was like, but you didn't even get scared. He was like, dude, this entire thing is terrifying. I've just like, I know I haven't like yelled or anything, but it's like, it's so scary. Uh, but, but yeah, but, but the, but, 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 the, but for those that might not be familiar, the concept, the, the, the model with uh, slender was they basically put out like a, an, a version of the game, a very short version of the game. And they put it out for free, and you could just download it. Uh, and a lot of people did. Like I, I don't know, I don't know the figures or anything, but I feel like it was. I mean, if if if, if I downloaded it, I'm sure a, a lot of people did yeah, because right. you know I I, I follow this stuff, but I don't follow it like religiously or anything. Right. Uh, you know, so if if I if, if I have heard about it, it it must have got out to the outer reaches. Uh, so, yeah. uh, anyways, but, uh, the, then, uh, it might've been about a year, maybe a little bit less than a year. They put out the uh, full game and they charge like five or 10 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as far as I know, it's done really well. So, uh, it, you know, that's a great model. They put out something free and then, and that's going to be the model with, uh, Ouya as well. Everything on, uh, that system is going to have to be, um, uh, at least some kind of free demo. Uh, yeah, can... I, I like that a lot. I mean, I hate yeah. games don't have demos. Like, if I can't try, I don't want to. Yeah, talk about I, it. yeah, that 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 is gonna be, even if even if the system doesn't really collapse or implode on itself. Um, one thing that is going to, I think, fundamentally change over the next like five to ten years is this idea that um, you pay for something before you play it. Uh, you know, it's where you can, you know, and that's not even just with the video game industry. That's with everything, you know, you're always, you you need to be able to listen to it or watch it or, uh, I mean, well, you know, it might not work so well with movies because you see a movie once and you're usually good. Right. Uh, But with music or video games, you're, you're supposed to experience, have those experiences over and over. So, um, so I'm glad that that's becoming the model now where you, you know, you, you, you give it a listen, you decide if you like it and then, yeah, okay, I, I want to, I want to now fully experience this. I, I, I've had a little, uh, test run and I, and I don't mean like, uh, you know how, you know, iTunes had, you can listen to a preview, Yeah. you know, you need to be able to, and I think this is especially true with, uh, video games. Um, you know, cause that's silly just to hear, yeah, I heard this game was good. Okay. Yeah. Because even if, it's a, even if it's a good game, it might not be your style. Like a really yeah. good beat em up game. I would never, I don't, I hate, I mean, I don't hate them. I really don't like beat them up type fighting. Yeah. Games. So yeah, even I'm if it's same. great. Yeah. It's like, I don't I mean, you know, I don't want to play it. So I hear it's great and buy it. I'm like, Oh, this is a beat em up game. I just wasted yeah, my money. Yeah, exactly. Right. Absolutely. And games mm-hmm. are just, games are too expensive, you know? Oh uh, yeah. It's not like, it's, yeah, if it's five or $10, it's not a huge deal, but I mean, you spend 40 or $60 on a game. Yeah, and that's like, just, yeah. It's just, it's weird, and it's just, it's become so bloated that, like, we think of, like, you know, and you'll you'll hear, like, huge developers that make these big $100 million games say, well, for the amount of hours you spend on it, you know, 60 or 70 bucks is, is worth it. It's like, dude, but that's that's 60 or 70 dollars for a video game yeah, like that's, that's a lot of money it's, it's, not like, yeah, it's not like the disc costs anything I mean, yeah, yeah like i mean cheap. it doesn't i don't it just something's gonna have to change man like i don't i don't know when or how or what it's gonna be but i was you know thrilled to see you know i'm thrilled to see the success of steam i'm thrilled to see that ouya got as much support as it did and i really really hope that it does well uh, and that it has a successful launch, and that there aren't too many hiccups, and that people get on board with it, because even if it's not Ouya or you know 
even like a, another open platform gaming system just just something needs to something within the industry needs to change it's just become it's mm-hmm. it's become too big yeah uh, i almost think like Maybe this is going a little too far. Maybe another 1983. You know, with the whole like Atari crash yeah, thing. When that, I mean, that was a, that was a different era and a different problem. Yeah. But I mean, maybe something like that will happen where it's like, okay, let's look at this. Let's take an overhaul and let's you know let's streamline yeah, this some more. Yeah. yeah. You know, something like that could happen. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to see 100 million games buried in landfills like ET right. was. <laughs> but I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I feel like it's too big at this point to really have a crash the way that. That like like you were saying, it was well, well, yeah, well, I won't run out of money. Yeah, but right. like maybe like uh like what my, like, more like a strike. It, type, you know, yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll yeah. never be it. It's so big now. It'll never be a thing where there's like this mass this mass exit where like everybody stops playing. It's just gonna be a thing where it's it's so big that one day they just aren't making enough profit anymore. Uh, with you know the amount of people that are playing, like the number drops enough that um that they're not making enough money and, and, and they're going to have to like consolidate or they're going to have to start like laying people off. It's just going to, and then it becomes this big media thing. I will like a lot of this. I know a part of a part of a lot of this is kind of wishful thinking uh, to me. And I hate to say that after I just said laying people off, cause you obviously yeah. hate to see people yeah. lose jobs or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but for the greater good of the industry, like, you know, if these people, if the people are good uh, that work in these places, you know, start, start your own, start your own business, start your own company, build your own game. I've done that. Uh, Rob, you ever heard of that Robert Bowling guy? He, um, he was one of the ones he used to work in infinity ward, making call of duty. And he, he was the creative director. Yeah. Yes. yes, I've heard about this guy. Yeah, He left and he, his studio is called robotic. I think I talked about it a few weeks ago, but, uh, he was making a game with his small team called adventures of dash right around the same time when I did, did the uh, Shovel Knight Kickstarter right before yours started. Um, I funded that Adventures of Dash. It was it was a big goal. It was like $400,000. It didn't even get 100000 So I was kind of sorry to see that. But he seems like a cool guy. But that's, yeah. that, that's a story where, you know, someone leaves a big company. and Yeah. So that's, I'm excited to see what he does in the future. But That's great, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah that, and that, that, that's going to be – that is the future. Like crowdfunding, uh, people deciding – people deciding – what kind of content they want instead of it, you know, feeling like my choice is that I'm going to go to GameStop and pick from like 20 or 30 games on the shelf that right. are $60. You know, right. that's like, it's so silly. Like if I want, if you want to play, a, if you want to play a board, uh, uh, sorry, board, a video game, uh, and you and you want a new experience? Well, the, the, there's so many people that are making games. It's so right. silly that that's like those in, your yeah, options. A free you indie know? games website and just look yeah. at people publishing there. Yeah, and, and there's mm-hmm. so much good stuff and there's so much inventive stuff. And I think a lot of people, you know, that that have just been inundated with 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 you know like the GameStop and uh, you know whatever whatever popular games are being pushed. That's all. Uh, right. Yeah, they're gonna be really surprised. I've been playing. Uh, I've I've been playing. I've played um, this game called. Um, oh, what is it called? It might be called uh, Starseed Pilgrim or something. Something like that. That sounds familiar. I've never played it, but the name sounds familiar. To yeah. Me. Well, uh, Jonathan Blow. I follow him on Twitter, and uh, he he's been talking it up for quite a while. So I went ahead and got it, and it is like it. It, it, I can tell it's one of those games where you it has to click in your head and then you can play it. I played okay. it for a long time and I never I haven't got to that point yet where I understand like what what it is doing and what it is saying. Uh, but it's incredibly just like immersive and like for how I think it's called Starseed Pilgrim. Just search it or something and uh, it sounds familiar. Actually, I'm gonna make sure that that's what it's called. Real quick, uh, because uh, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it's Star Sea Pilgrim is a game about tending a symphonic garden, exploring yep. space, and embracing faith. Yes, yeah. it's called. It's like seven bucks. Uh, it's just a quick download. It, 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 it's like it, the file size is very small. I mean, it's a very minimalistic game. There's hardly anything to it, but it's so immersive and it's so like intriguing and and like you want to keep playing it because you want to figure out what because you'll you'll do things within the game that'll trigger other things happening and it takes you just like 15 or 20 minutes even to like get your bearings and understand like okay if I do this then this happens if I do this then this happens okay. um, and that's an example of a game that um, that teaches you how to play like through the gameplay it doesn't like um, hold your hand and like walk you through it um, I, I like those kind of experiences uh, I, I like to like finish a game or to like be playing a game and feel like oh I had to figure this out like, even if even if the developer just found like a a, a, a 
a tricky way to to show me how to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't tell me how to play. Um, Braid is a great example of that. Braid is a yeah, fantastic example. When you finish a level in that game, it's like yes, I like that game is amazing. Yeah, like, yeah I bet, it's like yeah. that yes, I did it feeling. I've been playing through that again. I think I've played through that game like three or four times now. This is either my fourth or fifth go through it, and there's still puzzles that I play uh that i'm like i know i've beat this three or four times now how am i struggling with this for 30 minutes yeah uh but that is the beauty of that game and that's why i'm so excited for uh jonathan blow's next game uh the witness right uh whenever it comes out like uh yeah i don't get like super excited for for new games anymore but when the witness comes out oh my gosh he's he's, he's so excited he's really good at what he does yeah yeah um, and you know, you know, a lot of people will say like, ah, he's only built one game too much hype, whatever. Uh, but so, so I'm excited for the witness, uh, to see if it, if it can live up to the hype, because I feel like then, then we can start talking about the man's, uh, a little bit of his legacy mm-hmm. uh, because Braid is like one of the best games that is, I mean, you know, I talk about world of goo as like one of my favorite games ever. You know, yeah. I wouldn't say it's like one of the best games ever. I just enjoy it personally, but oh, like yeah. you look at. You finish Braid and you're like, that is one of the best games that has ever been made. Like, yeah, period. It's like, just, it's a good, it's a video game. It's what it means to be a video game. It's pretty much yeah, what that abs- game is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's fantastic. It's My favorite kind of games are, um, are games that basically just throw you in a room. I mean, kind of loosely speaking, throw you in a room and say, get out of this room. Yeah. No, uh, no filler, just you in the game. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, obviously portal is a great example of that braid is obviously you're never like trapped in braid. You're always looking for puzzle pieces, right. but it's the same idea. You, you are introduced to a new, a new space. You're not giving in, given any instructions, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I love that game. I love braid. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely someone I'm watching. I mean, I'm sure we're all ready for the witness, but so uh, let's keep moving on here. We can talk about a few more things. You mentioned talk. We were talking about the uh, mobile games. I did want to hit. Think about the difference between like the before you know the iPhone and everything got big. Like the difference between the old way of playing mobile games, like Game Boy, uh, Game Boy Advance, PSP, DS. It it's almost like the newer systems the Vita and the 3DS have to really compete against like the iPhone, Android, because so many more people, like people that would never think to, that they're a video game player will get angry birds and stuff like that on their phone. And it's, I mean, you were saying, I mean, that's really, uh, could be the future of it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we could never see another big handheld system like the Game Boy or yeah. DS again, because it's just, you know, there's so, I mean, obviously a lot of them are crappy, but there's so many games you can just play, like just pull out your phone your iPhone or your Android phone, there's a demo of them, or the you know full game's a dollar or two. Now that yeah. there's so many levels, I mean, I'm not saying one's better or worse, but I mean that's really a, a change. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you know, and it's it's kind of hard to speculate on mo- how, what mobile gaming is going to be because we're it's in it's 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 like in its infancy. You know, it'd oh, yeah. be like right. it'd be it's it's like looking back at the NES and and uh, or Atari. You know, and trying to decide what video games are going to get big or if they're going to. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, there's there's no way we can even even like fathom or even just think about, you know, what it's going to be. You know, yeah, like you're saying, it'd be like if if you were trying to um, like just think about the first time you played Super Mario 64. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, could you have ever even imagined that when you were uh, playing the original Mario or or like Atari or something like that? Mm -hmm. Uh, the, you, you, like that was mind blowing in '96 after you'd been playing this stuff for like years and years. You know what I mean? Like, wow, I can move in every direction now. Yeah, that was like, yeah. Can you imagine turning on your N64 for the first time and seeing those graphics like that? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I think we're back. It, it, everything is kind of flipped around, and now we're kind of back to the like the infancy of something very new. Um, and so we're we're kind of in a place where open open platform, uh. Is uh is or uh, is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I mean just yeah. uh, where 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 independent like like if I want to build a game, I can go build a game and 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 find a home for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can I can have it published myself, and that's the first time that's ever happened. And now we're also in this infancy of of mobile gaming where you can play games on your phone. So you know th- I think the same way that you think of like NES games and Atari games is like so simplistic. Like okay, do this thing. Oh, you did it. You win. You know High what I mean? Score. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's the same thing with um, 
you know, you'll have your classics like, you know, I, I would say that like a game like Angry Birds is like to some degree like the equivalent of when like Super Mario Brothers came out oh, originally. Yeah. It's and like that was a like flagship for mobile games. Yeah, that like Angry Birds will always like in 30 or 40 years, you know, you'll see you'll see 12, 13 year old kids still wearing these like Angry Birds shirts because they're like, that's that's what was retro. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like exactly. Angry Birds. Yeah. Just like you wear a retro Mario shirt now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I see kids like walking around with Angry Birds shirts now. I'm like, that is so dumb. They're, they're wearing a shirt for a, a mobile game. But then I think about like all the Mario shirts I had when I was like five. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, it's this, it, this yeah. is their, this is their Mario. Uh-huh. And that's so weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're like, ah, but that game is so simplistic. And then you're like, wait, all you did in Mario was go left to right yeah. and get the princess okay all right i i've i've idealized this in my yeah. head and it is funny <laughs> what you say with the flipping too because like we went from simplistic in the nes days to now like this really i mean even the, even our current systems are really they're all about you know intense graphics and stuff but it's almost like mobile games or they're so successful because they're simple i mean there's a lot of like big i mean there's some rpgs and like bigger games on on mobile yeah. devices but for the most part the most successful games are ones like angry birds and stuff like yep. that they're just like a simple objective nice yep. and colorful and really you know stream yep. so i mean yeah it is funny to see that it's, yeah i think this is where the big publishers like the consoles and uh, even the mobile markets and stuff are gonna need to be careful because um you know they're going to see numbers like oh these casual games are selling really well we need to keep making casual games or we need to invest more in casual games mm-hmm. well the casual game market is is doing well and it's uh and it's doing well on its own like i don't think like i mean it's 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 easy to develop casual games because there's not much to them right mm-hmm. uh like angry angry birds is essentially like a concept you know what i mean and then yeah. logarithms to make it work you know what i mean right. there's so not much to about, it like so, dialogue and like exactly like, a, like exactly. an open world game or like what if he does this yeah right? exactly yeah. so right. i think that uh i think that the people that are going to start investing in okay what are what is what is mobile gaming or what is what is this new generation of like indie developers that are that are developing for like uh, for for hopefully like you know they can put it on like playstation 3 um or i'm sorry playstation 4 uh maybe ouya or the 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 new nintendo eShop on the wii or whatever or even uh 3ds or whatever um they need to start saying okay obviously casual is doing well now but casual is also bringing a lot of new people in that are going to want new experiences um and uh and more a little bit a little bit more you know what i mean right uh, just playing angry birds they want yeah, to play like a full game or whatever exactly, they, want, they call it themselves exactly so so we'll see like it's just it's really interesting to, to be a part of this right now and and just kind of see where this is going because i think in like five to ten years you know we're going to kind of look back on a conversation like this one and be like man how we we, we couldn't have known like we couldn't have uh-huh. had any idea what was going to happen uh and it just all completely changed um so you know, it, it's just you know that that like ten years between NES and N sixty four. Like I think that's where we're at. We're like we're back at NES and like in twenty twenty three, the next N sixty four. We're all like, how could we have even imagined? You know what I yeah. mean? It could yeah. be something like the um, I think it's called Oculus Rift. I think uh, it was on a Kickstarter. It was like a it's like a helmet that's like a virtual reality. Oh yeah. Uh, thing and i, I mean that's that. kind of that's kind of where it's going i'm not super comfortable with that kind of idea because oh, i feel yeah. like at that point now you're really and and this is kind of is where it's going i well i don't have to get too much into this or whatever but um just the idea of blurring that line between um reality and a game yeah. and, a, and a game and uh which and, of course and, will be cause for all the activists that are already against yeah, you know, the violence yeah, and stuff so you, i mean yeah yeah you've got augmented reality is going to start being a thing and even like with google glass that's coming out yeah, you know scary. that's kind of a step in it's that really direction creepy. you know it's, that's going to scare people i mean i'll yep. admit that scares me too like me i don't too, man me too i don't like that idea you know what i mean so yeah. uh but you know with, with anything it is literally it is it is like it's just an object you know it can be used for good or for bad uh, and right. like most things it gets used for bad so mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say 360, PS3, all this stuff. It gets used for bad for the most, most 98% of the time. You know, there's 2% of the stuff that's awesome and great and and important and good, uh, good for artistic merit. But most of the stuff is just like garbage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, so we'll so we'll see. You know, things things are changing. I feel like that's kind of the idea of where it's going to be. When you know, in 10 years, when we're like we we couldn't have known. Like that's it's going to be some kind of virtual reality. 
uh thing and if so i'm out like i don't like that <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's i mean it'll it'll look cool but i'll probably that's the same thing with google glass it looks sweet i like some of the ideas but i'm that's way too creepy for me i think i'm yeah, staying away from that it's yeah. something it's something cool to be like okay i tried that that was neat but you know it's just like okay we're already so like divorced from real world with like so much like online communication and stuff yeah, like it's that's like all the, the stuff last, you guys talk yeah. about videos just i mean it's you know it's funny but it's you're you're, you're completely right it's like we're so good at we're so good at talking to people through a screen and then when we you know it's like no one can even talk to each other anymore it'll be the same thing with google glass i mean like there's no reason to talk to people if you're on like a you know a bus or whatever it's just like you know pull up wikipedia and or what youtube on your google glass and just amuse yourself you know there's no reason to talk to anybody which is you know frightening all your friends all your friends are in the virtual reality you know what i mean yeah it it, it becomes like the next facebook Uh, so you know We'll see. We'll we'll see what it is. Like a, it's interesting. We'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And we get to live through it, so it'll be. It'll yeah, be we get to watch yeah. it happen. So, mm-hmm. yep. Oh, uh, let's hit one more thing, and then we can wrap it up here because I don't want to keep you for too long. Let's. We were talking about casual gaming. We haven't really talked a whole lot about Nintendo here. Let's talk a little bit about um, maybe like how the Wii. I I don't know very much about the Wii U, so I can't comment a ton on it but maybe like how the Wii pulls it in with the casual gaming yeah but where they are right now you know because i i have here in my notes i typed up a little bit here the wii u to me i was looking at the specs yesterday of what we know about the new xbox and new playstation compared to the wii um and it was talking about the storage space cloud storage stuff like that and i my thought was it feels like the wii u came too late to compete with the ps3 and the xbox 360 but it was too early to challenge the one in the ps4 because i remember when the wii u came out hearing i mean way before it came out hearing it has more processing power than either the playstation or the xbox which is great but it came you know what i mean and but it came out so much later after and it's so you know it was so much earlier than the new systems that these ones are going to just flatten it with the things like the cloud storage and stuff so you know, I mean, with the casual games too. We you talked about that a little bit. I feel like with with the Wii, what my opinion on it's a good system and games made for it that were made by Nintendo, like Smash Brothers Brawl or Super Mario Galaxy, great games. But I feel like the Wii got polluted with so many like My Barbie and all that like third party stuff. Not that that's bad, but it got polluted with so many like quote kid games that quote serious gamers couldn't take the thing seriously. You know. Yeah, that, that, that was that's kind of what I what I thought about it. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I was saying earlier, Nintendo is paying for mistakes that they didn't know they were making like five or six years ago. Um, because you know, for a while, it's like, oh wow, we found that we found the market. We've got everybody now. We've got moms and dads and grandmas. Like everybody's yeah. playing our system. Mm-hmm. Well, you you lost your cool. Like I mean, you lost your cool factor. Uh, with all of that casual gaming, you lost your you lost the people that. You know, moms and grandmas are like they'll play the game, I guess, but they're buying it for the the kid. I mean, most of the right. time. I mean, I guess that's not always true, but you know. I and then either it, my grandparents would buy a, a, a system for themselves, but I know that they would, you know, if they thought we would enjoy. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah absolutely. You're right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so you know, it's it's always the parents with the money, but the kids are the ones that they're like, oh, I want this system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I was, I've seen studies that said that like there were grandparents and stuff that were buying the Wii. I, that is hard for me to believe mm-hmm. that a, that a, that a person in their sixties or seventies would go out and pick up a video game system. Yeah. I think makes, right. Yeah, the so only, cool. the only way, the only way that makes sense is if the, uh, the omitted detail was that all of them did it under the pretense that, oh, this is for my grandson to enjoy when he comes over. Or, you know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, not like they were buying it for their own entertainment. Any or sense, like yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're paying for it now. And I mean, now they've now they've got this system. And I, and I, I own a Wii U. I got one a, a, about a month ago. Um, and uh, I, I, I haven't, you know, I, I got it for a good price, so that's why I picked it up. I haven't spent really any money on it. I got Nintendo Land. Um, but it was mostly just, you know, I, I've just, I've gotten every Nintendo system since NES. So I just, you know, want to check it uh, out. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I still love Nintendo. I love that they're about like the, the, the more kind of just like, uh, fun, fun, just like kind of clean experiences that, but they're still very innovative. You know, that's what I've always liked about them. I still love them too. And I look back and think about like, I'll play old games all the time, like the old Zelda games. Or I'll just think, like, what a what a company. And then it almost makes me sad nowadays because, like, it's just 
I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want Nintendo yep. to just become that other yep. game company that can't compete with the big ones, yep, you know, but, but like, because I do love them. I mean, I love, you know, Miyamoto is like, you know, he's one of my heroes, but it, so it's like, I just, yep. I, it almost makes me sad to see like where they're at right now. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm in the exact same place as you. Like, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It, it kind of hurts to think this is probably going to be the last, like the, the, the full on like console mm-hmm. that they release. Like I can't imagine. I mean, they 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 it hasn't done great, and I can't imagine it's going to do great. Like it, they they've had a year in advance, and it hasn't done great. Um, and and now they're going to be competing with the next generation on Microsoft and Sony, and it's just it's going to keep going downhill. And the problem is, you know, like keep going back to this. Like they they they, they thought that a casual market, right. Was gonna make them money, but now they've released a system that like has like a gamepad for a controller, and it's like, wait, what's going on? So okay, this is, doesn't feel casual anymore to me. This feels kind of weird. Uh, I like the idea of just having my Wii mode. You know what I mean? It, it was like this one, one, and one shot in a thousand. They happened to get old, the old people. You know what I mean? Right. And now they, now they've lost everybody. I feel like so it's just, it's sad, man. Like it's really sad because it, it's actually a it's a cool concept. The the gamepad works great. It's a lot of fun. I was actually very surprised when I started using it. I was like, this is very intuitive. I really like it. Um, and I picked it up after they updated it and made everything a little bit faster. So I've you know I've, I've had nothing but good experiences with it. I really like watching Netflix on it. Um, I like the I like the having the ability to flip from the gamepad to the television screen. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and I love that it's you know 2013 and nintendo is finally in hd like you know yeah yeah yeah. um just little things like that you know and kind of you know kind of on that topic of of hd real quick it's silly like i think this speaks to a lot of nintendo's problems is that they there it was 2012 before they went to hd and you know their big thing for so long was well we're more focused on experiences rather than graphics and it's like well your experiences mm-hmm. have Tenders. been pretty have been pretty bad like for the past like four or five years you've put out maybe like three or four notable games mm-hmm, in, in four or five years so um, i mean graphics definitely don't make a game because i still love games like ocarina of time that have rough graphics oh, yeah for now. absolutely but you're right i mean there comes a point where it's like you can't keep using that as an excuse yeah now, if every game they published was a smash hit okay but yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. after a while it got to the point yeah, where, yeah. if if I was enjoying all the games on the Wii, I who cares? Like if they, if they, if 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 the Wii U games were like all stellar and it wasn't in HD, I don't care. Like you right. know what I mean? Like that's not a that's not a deal breaker for me. But at the same time, it's just like okay, well if you're just gonna be another system, you gotta be in HD at least. I mean, right. it's like it's like you're struggling and then you don't even look good. Like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, you have to uh, at least. I mean like I, mean, I hate to say it, you have to at least play catch up with the whole thing. Yeah absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. yeah it's. Man, it really breaks my heart because like I'm in the same boat as you. Like I'm I'm uh, I'm 24 and so, you know, I was I was born right around the time that the NES was getting going. And I mean, I I've played that like my first memories in life are like playing Nintendo. You know what yeah. I mean? So like I just grew up I grew up with those systems, man, and I, so yeah. that's just it breaks my heart a little bit to know that like you know, now like that one system that came out and kind of like stole Nintendo's thunder back in like 95 or whatever it was, PlayStation has kind of just like now they're like the king, you know, and yeah. Microsoft, the Windows people, and yeah. our, our little blessed Nintendo is like you're never going to recover. Yeah. They're going to be relegated. The day, the day that when there are Mario games on Microsoft, on like Sony, uh, Xbox, and PlayStation, like that. That will hurt. That will hurt bad. What what may happen is, like you said, something maybe like 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 how Sega is now. Like they don't make yep. their own consoles anymore, yep. obviously, but they yep. have they make new Sonic games for yep. you know all the systems. So. That's that's what's probably yeah. gonna happen. And you know, yeah, that was another thing is just they kept going back to the same wells over and over. But you know, Zelda and Mario games are good, and Met- and uh, Metroid games are fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, it's sad, man. Yeah. Well, I mean. I guess the one thing we could say is if they spend, if that does happen, which I hope it doesn't, but if they spend more time on making good games and less time on trying to make uh, innovative, for lack of a better word, consoles, maybe we'll get some of the those old yep. you know, experiences back. But yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah. you know, you can't put a price on word of mouth. If they had, mm-hmm. you know, if Wii U had like six or seven just absolutely killer games, and I mean, you know, in November it's going to be a year since it came out, and there's, I mean, Nintendo Land. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it. Um, that's the only game that's like worth talking about. 
other than like you know Batman or whatever that's already been out for years, which is which is good, but it's like there's no reason to buy a exactly. Wii U to play Arkham City. It, yeah. Absolutely, nobody's right. gonna yeah nobody's gonna go out and get a Wii U so they can like have the gamepad up to the screen and like oh I got the tools and whatever it is. Yeah, right. Uh, that's silly. So they've got like one game, but if they had like six or seven good games, you know, it would be it would be it would be like for someone like me, I could just like man, you know, I got a Wii U. And you know, it didn't really have that many great games, but you know what? Now it's got this game and that game and that right. game, and, and they're have, all like amazing. And there's a reason they're on the console, right? Yeah. And it's almost yeah, like when you think it, like you think, you know, when you have this system, you can play these games. Yeah, with that one, it's like there's no reason to have it because yep. you know, like when you think of the Super Nintendo, first things to come to your mind is Mario, Super Mario World, Super yep. Metroid, Link to the yep. Past, because those were the games that that represented those systems. Yep. They so, needed. They yeah. need. And I mean, you know, they they should have done. They should have de- made a departure kind of on the caliber of when like super metroid came out on uh, uh, in uh, 1994 where that game felt so radically different than anything else that that nintendo had put out it was so dark it was so um it was just so different yeah uh and and they said you know what either either we're going to create a new um a new property here or we're going to kind of reinvent an old one uh, and obviously, uh, Metroid was always kind of a little bit different or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, clearly, like Super Metroid was the game that set the tone for what Metroid was going to be. Um, so, th- but that w- I feel like that was the last time they did that. Like in 1994, that was the last time that they took one of their properties and and said, you know, let's let's do something cool with it. So they should have been like they should have spent like the last like 10 or 20 years like developing new properties or reinventing old ones um and just giving people something different, but you know, they just It could have been, yeah. I like I understand from like a business standpoint, you know, oh, well this this sold 5 years ago, this probably still still sell today, let's but touch then it up, yeah, I'll touch it up and we'll ship it out again, yeah. Oh man! Yeah. And launch titles are another big thing because you know what I mean. If it's like, well, here's a launch title, is some random horror game you never heard of, and then three other games are already on other systems. Yeah, it's like, what you know, the heck, Zombie yeah, You? Yeah. Like, whenever they so they were they were like pushing that game and and like IGN and all of them were like, man, this yeah. this game looked really good. I was like, dude, that is. Like I called it. I was like, "That is the game that in like a year we're all gonna be like." I can't believe everybody was excited for this horrible game. Yep. And it came out and it was bad, and I was just like, "Man, that is so dumb." Like, why? <sighs> Yep. Well, the only the only good good side of that is that there's that nobody really ever lands their launch games. There's all you always have to wait a little bit for like there to be a good library of games. Yeah. Almost almost always. So. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't mean that every launch game is good. I just mean sometimes when you yeah, buy oh, a system, yeah. that one game that you have to have if you yep. pick, if you pick up whatever system. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, if you ever if you don't have anything else, I think we can wrap it up here. Yeah, man. I think I think I think I've talked your ear off. It's a little good. Bit. No, it's dude. It's been <laughs> great. So, um, I think that's it. So, thank you guys for listening this week. Uh, this has been episode twelve of A Secret to Everybody. I want to give a huge thank you to Josh. I know he's been super busy with everything he's been doing with the network, like we just talked about. So, it's really awesome of him to come out and uh, join me today. I was really excited for that. So. Yeah, please check out Blimey Cow's YouTube channel. I'll link it in the notes. Keep an eye out for the launch of their podcast uh, network next month, like we talked about too. And anything else you need to say, Josh? Are we, are we good? Yeah, you know, I think that's it. Just uh, if you want to check us out, BlimeyCow.com, and uh, keep on listening to Ben's show here. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. So um, we will close this week. Our outro is Perpetual Tension. It's by Xander Noriega. So enjoy that, and we will see you next week.